Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. KYW Original Podcasts. This is a Flashpoint Extra. I'm Flashpoint host, Cherry Gregg. Flashpoint is sponsored by the Gift of Life donor program, Organ Donors Save Lives. Register today at donors1.org. For the past several days, the city of Philadelphia has been on lockdown. Protesters have shut down streets and have taken over our airways, calling for justice in the case of George Floyd. George Floyd died when a Minneapolis police officer knelt on his neck for nearly 10 minutes. It outraged the entire world. and There were protests in all 50 states. But in addition to protests, looting broke out, riots broke out. And over the weekend, I spent time observing those. And what we saw, in addition to looters, protesters, and rioters, there was an element that was even more sinister. Individuals who were there allegedly to incite a riot. I spoke with counterterrorism expert and former U.S. intelligence agent Malcolm Nance about who these individuals are. Describe to me, you were trying to, you were telling me like what Antifa is. And you said it's not a group. What is it? Right. Well, anti-fascism is, you know, is a term that goes back to the 1930s and, you know, uh, from the old communist parties of Europe and the Soviet Union. And it's just terminology. There is no organization in the United States called Antifa. There are individuals who, who subscribe to the philosophy and use the name anti-fascist. But, you know, it's like that old trope that the 82nd Airborne Division, when they jumped into to Normandy in World War II, they were Antifa, right? They were anti-fascist. The term is being termed, uh, is being changed now to represent any protester who is involved in these operations. There are protesters who we call chaos agents. Chaos agents are people who come together. They wear black. Uh, their, their informal name is the Black Bloc, right? B-L-A-C-K-B-L-O-C. And the Black Bloc are, show up at virtually every major protest. They are young. They are almost exclusively white. Uh, they are almost exclusively uh, from the extreme far left, so far to the left that they come around to the libertarian right. These are the kind of people who hate Joe Biden and now hate Bernie Sanders, right? Because, you know, and then to a certain extent, they're the Joe Rogan left supporters, you know, who come around and are sort of like, you know, this extremist Trump type supporter, which is why there's a lot of there's a lot of confusion as to who is actually doing this violence. Virtually everybody has said it is young white people wearing all black who are well-prepared, carrying backpacks with 
spray paint cans, may, uh, pepper spray, sledgehammers or hammers. And the hammers are there to break the windows. The sledgehammers and, and chisels are to break up the pavers on the streets to turn them into missiles, frozen water bottles to turn those into missiles. And their job is chaos. And they are now have, are on the verge of discrediting the entirety of the protest across the United States. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, we've seen this. I saw it with my own eyes, which is why right. it just raised a red flag to me because I'm like, and, and we saw, I saw, like, disputes between uh, residents of Philadelphia yelling at these young white people who were just standing in this extremely black neighborhood uh, with these outfits, and, and they just have no – everybody's like, where are you coming from and why are you here? We've also heard reports of them right. at fires and doing all sorts of things. I mean, right. any ideas on this? And, 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 and because a, a lot of the other kids are following behind them, it seems like. Right. Well, you know, I've, I've been practicing counterterrorism for over 36 years now. Um, and the first thing I can say is this. They're not a terrorist group. Uh, none of this is terrorism, right? What this is is civil disobedience. There are laws for that. There are crimes that are being perpetrated. Organizing for civil disobedience is not against the law. What's against the law is criminal vandalism. What's against the law is arson. What's against the law is, is you know, coming there with the intent to do destruction. Uh, and this is where, you know, I don't advocate people confronting other people, but there was a video where um, I, I, I want to say it was an, another major city where uh, one of these black block Antifa or who we suspect are Antifa was breaking up the sidewalk, breaking up a handicap ramp to throw stones at a police line next to a peaceful protest. And the, the African-Americans, the young black men grabbed him, unmasked him, took his photograph and then dragged him to the police line and gave him to the police. That is the only way we're going to stop this. Because what they're doing is these, whoever they are, these, these, you know, chaos agents or agent provocateurs are coming out and they are here not to support the peaceful protest. They are not interested in the black community's grievance. They are interested in creating anarchy. And that anarchy leads them into more confrontations with law enforcement, more confrontations with uh, the people that they claim to oppose, the fascists uh, that they're supposedly anti-fascist against. But they're here to see stuff burn. And unfortunately, in their little world, what's burning is the African-American communities. I grew up in West Philly. You know, for them to come up there to 52nd Street and, and set fire to buildings using incendiary devices, that right there is going to be seen as the mark of the black community burning down their own buildings. Look, we have our own problems, right? Everybody has their own problems. But if you're up there on Market Street and you're setting fire to cars and you're smashing windows in, the, in a black neighborhood and you're a white kid in black, I, I tell you, if I were there, I would, put my, I would put my hands on them. I would grab them. I would unmask them. I'd zip tie them. And then I would turn them over to law enforcement because what they're doing is they are discrediting everything we stand for. And they are organized in these little groups of two and three. But what they don't want 
is they don't want confrontation. Uh, another thing, another way to identify these guys, if they're carrying umbrellas or very sophisticated, you know, biker helmets or military style black helmets, this is where they have taken these protest ideas from Hong Kong and have bought them here. But you know that you notice they're not doing them in their neighborhoods. Okay. They're doing them in our neighborhoods. So I believe that we're just going to have to confront them to stop this. This is, um, and so, so that's what, because pictures have been surfacing, people have been calling them out, but no one, again, knows who these people are. And, and I, the other thing is I want to ask you, because a lot of these kids, I spoke to some of the young people, they're really upset. And, and, I, and I feel like the, they're using this anger that a lot of young black kids and kids of color have, uh, and they were triggered by, you know, this George Floyd video. They've been, they grew up seeing this stuff repeatedly from Trayvon Martin. They, they came up when this stuff happened, and now they're 16, 17, 18, 19, and they see this, and it's almost like they're willing participants, though, because some of the kids, they're pissed, and they, and they want to see this, and, but it's almost like, the these other figures are just making it easy for them to just act out their anger in this very um, bad way, so to speak. Let's let's put it this way. Uh, this is a combination of things. It is a combination of the. I mean, the George Floyd video really put the cap on what was actually three weeks of murders. Uh, we had the murder in Georgia of the black jogger. You know, which we had found out three weeks ago. It happened in January. We had the murder of the of the paramedic who was in her home, own home when police did a no knock undercover crash. You know, storm into her her house, and she was shot to death. And then the culmination of it is George Floyd, where we all saw his death in real time. Yes, that's grievance. Yes. You want to go out and you want to demonstrate and address, uh, you know, your grievances. However, it also comes in that we've been technically in lockdown during this pandemic and people have wanted to get out. And this, you know, we've got this sort of perfect storm of, of everything coming together. But what sets the fires, right? What makes people go and loot models? Okay, are these people, look, if someone didn't break the glass to the building, there wouldn't have been any looting, right? If someone didn't set fire to the cans, there would not have been multiple fires. Some people come out that, you know, they're always going to go out there, they're going to get their lick, right? They're going to take something when they can do it. But it's these chaos agents who have started this and now playing into the hands of Donald Trump Okay, I can't even believe that I'm actually saying this, that U.S. soldiers are being threatened to use against our own citizens, which allows him to do things he has been wanting to do and they've been wanting to do to the African-American community since the 60s, which is to nationalize uh, white grievance and turn it against us literally with weapons. And Trump is not against issuing unlawful orders to the armed forces. The question is, will the armed forces carry it out? They won't if we all keep our heads, use peaceful protests, and start hauling in these chaos agents. Um, one, one other note. We don't know if these black bloc guys are really leftists. 
I, we've seen in a few other protests on the periphery, dressed exactly the same way, were white supremacists. And there's this group out there and who do have more organization than Antifa um, that call themselves the Boogaloo, which is a code word for a race war, the same race war Timothy McVeigh thought he was instigating when he set fire, when he blew up the Oklahoma City federal building. And they want to go out with their guns and have a race war with blacks. Uh, and they call themselves the Bujahideen, right? So these white armed men, most of whom are out of shape, talk a lot of smack, who come around to these protests, the only difference between them is they could stow their rifles, put on their black face masks, and go and do these exact same things, which is why the police are trying to contract trace the people they arrest. They can't do it unless we start turning these people in, all right? Otherwise, our community is going to burn, and we're going to get blamed for excessive amounts of damage that we didn't do that may be these chaos agents that are coming in from, you know, other parts of the state. Yeah, and, and they're – because that's the thing. Like, I feel like the people need to do – keep their kids in. I'm like, I don't know, because they're advertising this on social media. The kids are sharing it. That's how they know where to go. I mean, I witnessed them, you know, the kids just come out of nowhere. All these black kids came out of nowhere and swarmed a place. It's like they knew exactly the time. They, and I found a flyer online. They mm-hmm. knew the time mm-hmm. of the looting. And they knew right. when the building would be cracked open, and they all came at the same time. And now, mind you, sure. I, I talked to witnesses, and people told me that if you put black-owned business, they wouldn't mess with your stuff. And one woman actually confronted them, and they, they said, oh, ma'am, I'm so sorry, and then went right next door and robbed and broke into the cash checking place and blew open the ATM. These were all black kids mm-hmm. did that. Yeah. But, you know, they, and so there's, look, it, there's, it, but it there will always be a, yeah, it had already There started. will always be a criminal element, okay? Uh, people who are taking advantage of the situation uh, who will will do this. We know that. We know ourselves, right? We know who the people that will do that, and we know kids are stupid. Okay, I spent 20 years in the armed forces, and my job as an old Navy chief was to recalibrate 17- and 18-year-olds who would just do any dumb thing that their peers told them to do. The problem is, okay, and why we as a community, African-American community, the old, old guard like ourselves, the OGs, uh, you know, who are in their 50s, 60s, and 70s. You've got to get out there, and you've got to put yourself out where these kids are. And you've got to say, uh-uh, we're not doing this, okay? You, you know, there was a, a video of a gold store. I think it was in Los Angeles. And there was an organized group of young black men rolled up in multiple cars who were using the loot, the rioting as cover to loot a gold store, okay? That's just criminality. The problem is, at some point, a miscalculation is going to be made, and people are going to start getting killed, shot, lose their lives, right, in this miscalculation where they think they're out having fun, and it turns into a massacre. We, as a community, have to prevent that. We have to be the calm head. We cannot allow our young kids to become martyrs for something stupid. Right. For a pair of shoes, for going out and stealing a bike and all that stuff. No, we have to ourselves. If you're a parent, 
time for you to get on the streets and get in between these people. Yeah, yeah, and I saw some of that happening, and uh, and so this is this is a critical moment um, because mm. the kids know about it. They're orchestrated. They they have an agenda, and but they're being they don't even realize they're being manipulated. Um, you know, yes. as part of a massive, larger scheme, and I don't think they see it. Um, and so, um, yeah, I think at this point, that's what you would advise people to do. Take pictures, call these people out, report them um, as they start Absolutely. the chaos throughout the city. And it, and they are identifiable. That's the crazy. Yes. It, it's so weird seeing them here, you know. It's well, you know, there was – there's that video that's out there of, uh, I, I want to say it was in Santa Monica, California, in a very high-end mall, two of these young women, white women, spray-planing black supremacy, okay, on the front of a Starbucks, Black Lives Matters, whites, you know, all these negative messages, and it's like, you're white. You don't get the option to do that. You don't get the option to commit vandalism at all. And it was young black women confronting them. My only, my only concern is, is that this is where you need to have a positive interaction with law enforcement. 99% of cops are not here to shoot you. They are not here. All they want to do is go home. It's that 1% that we're protesting right now, right? So to do that, you've also got to show that you are a good player in this, right? Turn these people in. Don't just take their picture. Get between them. This is the time to, for you to, to have uh, positive community action. Otherwise, what you get is you get overreaction from one side, and then law enforcement comes in, and when our young are out in the streets being useful idiots, by the way, which is the technical term for someone who's being manipulated in a scenario where they don't understand who set them up, they're useful idiots, uh, that's where young black youth will get killed for looting for something that some young white kid from Swarthmore, right, came down with a backpack and a black mask and started the and started the, uh, the, uh, the 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 vandalism. No, no offense to Swarthmore, y'all. Yeah, but I will tell you this: the killing has already started. There was a major mm. accident in Philadelphia with kids, like eight young people. Uh, uh, hurt really badly. Two people died. Um, there's also been um, a gun owner, gun shop owner, uh, shot the looter for shot and killed one of the looters that tried to break into his gun shop yet yesterday night. Is this so, in Philly? This is in Philadelphia. This just happened. We just reporting on it this morning, and so we a have gun shop up on Arch Street. Uh, gun shop. I think it's in South Philly. It's a South Philly gun range shop owner. And he shot and killed. Oh no, that's yeah. that's the one in Center City. Yeah, they just shot. They shot and killed. There's one in Center City on Spring Garden. That wasn't that. It was another. That's the one. one. Oh, okay. Yeah, another right. one in South Philly. And um, so I'm pretty sure it's South Philly. But Stupid. they shot and killed. The guy was in there because he somebody tried to break in. So he stayed overnight and he killed him. And um, and yeah. I'm well, like, you know what? Yeah, <sighs> that's what's gonna happen because the South Philly guys. Already got their guns. Fishtown guys got their guns, daring people to loot them, and they're ready. and And they are not afraid to kill kids. They're not afraid. Yeah, but it's the it's and again, these are being useful idiots. You know, our community coming out as useful idiots by kids who you know white kids who live in Fishtown, 
okay, who are out there inciting, inciting chaos. Because who goes up to Fishtown, all right, to make trouble? You gotta walk. You gotta go. You gotta go a distance. So, you know, South Philly, you know, down, you know, below South Street is another area. You know, I just implore all of you as a native Philadelphian. I was born in the old Naval Hospital. Look, we can, we cannot play this game. We have to be faster. We have to be smarter. And we must be the people that stop these people that are conducting uh, the looting and the chaos. Well, Malcolm Nance, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. Uh, this is excellent information. Um, I think a lot of people are wondering who these people are, and they don't know. Uh, and we can't prove it. Mm-hmm. It's like they're here, but we don't. We can't prove anything. Roll them roll roll up, deliver them to the cops. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Malcolm, uh, and let's stay in touch, okay? All right. Take care. Thanks for calling me. This has been a Flashpoint Extra. Flashpoint is KYW News Radio's weekly public affairs show. It airs every weekend on 1060 a.m. on your radio dial. And it comes on at 9.30 p.m. on Saturdays and Sunday morning at 8.30. So you can subscribe to the Flashpoint Podcast for exclusive content like this extra. You can find us on the Radio.com app, the Apple Podcast app, or any podcast platform. All you got to do is search Flashpoint. Point. Until next time, I'm your host, Cherry Gregg. Thanks for listening.